All right, all right. We are here. Emergency pod update after week one. It is lit. I'm fucking hammered. I'm here with Pig. Yep. Not as hammered, but still here. Yeah. You know, uh, Logan and Q obviously are in Fort Dodge, so they couldn't make it. But I decided, well, actually, me and Pig decided. Really, Pig actually pushed me to towards dropping this. Um, just a week one recap, really. Um, our teams have played. Ohio State and Notre Dame are still going on. 11-point uh, game in the fourth quarter. Really not as big of a blowout as I expected from that, but it is what it is. Uh, let's get into week one. Uh, I'm going to let you go, Pig. Yep. Um, Iowa played, first of all, the, tonight, so uh, it's best to lead off with Iowa. Well, as most of you who listen to this probably know, I was there, and it was not great. You beat an FCS school 7-3. to 7-3. to three. Um, Some people in our group chat, I won't. Actually, I will single you out. Uh, Corey. Uh, Corey was trying to cap for San Diego State, uh, saying that they were FCS championship. South Dakota State. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what, uh, yeah. Fuck. I fucked up. Um, that's the liquor. But um, he was trying to say that they were FCS champions, and I had to dig back into that. And uh, out of the last 12 years, San Diego State has made the championship game once. That was in 2020. They did not win the FCS championship. So in the 12 years, San Diego State has made one appearance in the championship game. They did not win. Uh, I think he thought it was North Dakota State, who is a powerhouse in the FCS. Um, So when looking at that, I thought that was interesting. Um, Iowa fans tried to cap big on the group chat, at least, when it came to South Dakota State. Uh, being a powerhouse, they finished fourth in their division last year, so I don't think they're the biggest powerhouse in the FCS. But um, yeah, either way, we know they're not a great team. So the final was seven to three. Uh, uh, not the conventional. You think seven yeah. to three? You got the touchdown. You hear you that? Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like that. So the defense and the special teams came up big, which we all knew. We knew that would happen. Tory Taylor, the crowd was chanting MVP because he is as a punter has such an effect and, on the team. And I mean, let's be honest. When we knew when it came to Iowa football, we were expecting elite defense, elite special teams. The kickoff, I mean, the field goal kicker is a little shaky. He missed what, like a thirty-some yarder, forty-some yeah, yarder. I think one for. Yeah, so he's not your traditional clutch factor Iowa kicker in that sense because like anything from 50 yards in was automatic back in the day. Not so much now. Um, Congratulations to Iowa, though. The first team in the 2022 season to not score an offensive touchdown or a touchdown at all and win the game. Yeah, first time in 20 years. Yeah, yeah, something crazy like that. Um, so I think I think that has to be a big factor in a way, though. I mean, the offense is terrible, but you still found a way to win without scoring a fucking touchdown. I know, and I know Kirk put it out there that we're rolling with Petrus, that he's the guy. Yeah. He practiced well, you know. But I just... I, Outstanding I just, citizen. It, man. You know, and we've seen that sample size over... You know, two seasons now going into his third as a senior. 
White. I feel like he's digressed every yeah. year. Well, let's see. 11 for 25, 109 yards today. Zero touchdowns, one INT. And the 109 yards is a big shock to me. Now, let me think. 11 for 25, that's roughly 45, 44%. So. What's a scarier situation? Iowa needing to convert to score on like a fourth and goal or running into Big Ben in a bar or Deshaun Watson at a massage parlor. Oh, God. <laughs> what ranks in a scarier situation for you? Oh, you're a female in this instance, I guess. Oh, God. <laughs> It's a scary situation all around if you're an Iowa fan and you're needing a touchdown on fourth and goal. The faith can't be there in the quarterback. The running game, surprisingly sneaky, good game from what was the starter for Milo? Yep, sneaky, good game. 72 yards on 24 attempts. I mean, not bad. Not great, not bad. As a team, the rushing yards were less because Petrus ate negative 25 yards of that. I, not his fault entirely. Not necessarily. Uh, young offensive line from Iowa, not what we're used to seeing. When you think of Iowa, you think stout offensive line, stout defense. The offensive line was very shaky this game. Makes you wonder what the Iowa State game is going to lead to next week. Yeah, Iowa State looked good today, too, on offense. I mean, they were playing Southeast Missouri, but they looked far and- better than... Iowa did on offense. As Q noted in the group chat, Southeast Missouri also is the same conference as South Dakota State. So if you look at the competition level, Iowa State definitely overperformed against the same competition in a way as Iowa. I'm nervous now. (laughs) And I wasn't going into the season, but now it's like everything is... That's the crazy thing about the season is like when you think about it, like before the kickoffs happen or everything, you're like, oh, I was beat Iowa State the past five years. Last year was supposed to be the year for Iowa State. They lost so much talent now. And then they come out against about the equal amount of opponents, equal talent, I would say. And Iowa State clearly blew the fucking doors off of their talent. Compared to the struggle house as Iowa had. Yeah. I just, I, I'm still kind of in shock. Even leaving the stadium, it was like you said earlier, it was like leaving a funeral. Yeah. They, you know, make light of that situation, but that's really, like, like, what else can you compare it to? Like, here lies Iowa's fucking season. We'll be lucky to, what, you know. I know bef- when we did our last pod, what, you said eight wins for Iowa? Yeah, eight Are you four. still at eight wins now after seeing today? Yeah, I think so. Probably still okay. eight four. I'm not okay. going to overreact too much, yeah, but yeah. a little bit. Um, I, I didn't see... What was the final for Iowa State? Did you see it? 42 to 10, I want to say. Okay, so yeah. they covered the spread. They covered what they needed to do. They handled business. Shout out Iowa State. Shout out Logan and Q. You're not here tonight, but your team handled business. I'm sure you're probably happy going against an opponent like that and winning by 32 plus points or whatever. Gotta give credit where credit is due. Odds makers are confused on this game now, and we will see what the line is come Monday or. I'm gonna take a stab at it and say Iowa minus three and a half, and that's only because home field normally gets you three points. Yep, and that's probably about spot on now. Whereas before, you could have got like. 
Saturday. Yeah. So whoever early bet Iowa State on this game, shout out to you because you're probably not going to get that same line as you did before the season kicked I off. I would be taking Iowa State money line just as an emotional hedge I was supposed, myself. We had, you, we had you on last year. You predicted the Iowa State win. You bet on Iowa State. Yep. Yep. Lost a lot on that one. Lost a lot. Steiner, if you're listening, I'm sorry. You know me too well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I, I enjoy that you were consistent with that. You know, you, you bet on it. You said it on the pod. You were wrong. You lost money. But you still emotionally came out ahead, I guess. Yep. The, the good old emotional hedge there. Um, we I, can move on from this now. Yeah. It's your time to shine. So. I, I was about to say, we're only nine minutes into this pod, which actually is crazy. But yeah, it's my time to shine. Uh, people looked at me crazy when I said uh, 10 and 2 Florida final prediction of the year. A lot of experts came out and said 9 and 3. But in their predictions, they predicted Florida to lose to Utah in that 9 to 3. So 10 and 2 doesn't look so crazy because if you're listening to this, you know the Florida fucking Gators came out and beat the number seven ranked Utah Utes. I've been getting a lot of backlash. I've been getting a lot of, oh, Dill said 10 and 2. 10 and 2. It doesn't look so crazy now. 10 and 2 does not look so crazy now. The only losses I can predictably see is Georgia, really. Texas A&M won today, but I saw their starting quarterback threw three, or two picks, three, in, uh, three touchdowns, so he wasn't looking that great. That was my other loss I had for Florida. Um, I'm really, really, uh, pleased in Florida tonight. Are you about to shift course on 10 and 2 or you, you still like 10 and 2? I, if I wanted to get crazy, I'd say 11 and 1. Um, just because you don't know we're getting with Texas A&M. Okay. So you think they beat Uggas on the schedule? Uggas yeah. is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like, no, no, I would say um, just because of what I saw from A&M tonight, they weren't so solid. Uh, like I said, they were playing the school blind and their quarterback threw three touchdowns and two INTs. So you got to like the odds. I mean, it's a road game. So you're, you're going on the road to Texas oh, A&M. Like it's a, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking, that's what the locals say. But um, enough about Florida winning tonight. Um, it was looking rough in the first drive. We fumbled. Utah capitalized, went up 7 nothing. It was looking real weird then, but Florida gathered it together, went up 14-13 at half. Utah came out. Utah scored. Florida didn't answer right back away, but in the end, they scored on their own. And we got a big pick to end the game. Um, I don't think a lot of people in the nation had Florida winning this game tonight, to be honest. Me and you both did, though. We, we both did. Florida plus two. Well over, I think, two months now, both of us yeah. were saying, at least plus the points. I don't know if we thought they'd win outright, but, you know, it was crazy. Uh, Richardson... Man, I was surprised they let him wear Tebow's 15, but he kind of lived up to it tonight. He's a Gainesville native. He grew up watching Florida, obviously in Florida's backyard. Came to Florida, said he wanted to wear the 15 to honor Tim Tebow. 
He merchandised himself as AR-15, dropped back from that due to the gun violence in America. Whatever it be. It is what it is with that. Some people say soft move. What fuck you if you think that. It's good merchant it's good merchandising. He plays good. Yeah. And that play, that two point conversion that he had, man. He found that guy just in the back just of the chilling. Just hanging out. He he shed a blocker a blocker or two. Yeah. Spawn out and you know And found the guy just big chilling by himself in the corner of the end zone. He had a couple of really good runs too, not great runs, you know, short little yardage situations that were I will say you weren't here for this, but he did break off a forty yard run for a touchdown. I did not see that. Yeah. I was still in the car on the way back from Iowa City. Early in the game, but yeah, shout out to Richardson because I think he rushed for three touchdowns tonight, or two at least. But uh he handled his own. He didn't turn over the ball. Florida on the opening drive fumbled, and I was sitting here by myself, drunk as shit, everything, just going, oh, fuck, it's over. We fumbled on the first drive. Utah came out, scored. They punched us in the mouth, and I was like, it's over. And credit to Florida, they did not fold. Uh, I think the humidity was a big factor. I don't know what it was before kickoff, but it was projected to be about 97% humidity. Gainesville is in the top 10 uh, cities in the United States for humidity factor, so I think that played a big factor tonight. I mean, Utah, it's hot, right? It's it's hot, but it's not humid. Yeah, dry heat, it's not humid in Utah. It was like 101 three days ago there, but that's with like maybe 5% humidity. Come to Florida where it's 90 degrees, but 85% humidity and that heat is sticking to you. Rising looked bad on that last drive for Utah. I mean, he did. He, I, he got, you know, to the goal line, but what are you doing? You know, like we were talking about, you know, Florida's going to drop eight guys in coverage. Yeah. And you know that Utah has to throw the ball to the end zone. Yeah. So no timeouts left or anything. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's just weird, you know, game management at the end by him, I guess. And then he forces one in there and it should have been over before that. What's number 51's name, the linebacker? Ventrell Miller. Dropped he should have picked it. One. Picked it. Easy. It should have been over. We gifted him that, and we ended up getting a pick in the end. So that's awesome. But leading up before that pick, I would be lying if I said I felt confident when that ball was hiked. Before that ball was hiked, I was like, they're going to score. I'm going to lose my bet, and I'm going to lose. I'm going to watch my team lose. I just want to touch on the zebras for a second, too, because those guys, I don't know what was going on. That was the shakiest game. I want to point out to this. If you were watching this game, at one point, Utah, after they, it was their second score, I believe, of the game, the ball hit the ground. It obviously hit the ground, but the refs called it complete, and maybe it's on Florida for not challenging. I don't know what that all entails, but the play was never reviewed. And Utah got the snap off, and they ended up scoring on that. Big. That's big in its own self. And then they got away with getting an extra timeout somehow. They got the extra yard. It It, it was a Pac-12 referee crew. Let's just say that. So hopefully we get those calls in Utah next year or the, the year after that when it comes to it. That just still blows my mind that they would agree to a Pac, Pac-12 crew. In Gainesville, and then 
it's an SEC it's an SEC crew in Utah the following time we yeah, play. Yeah, why not go like Big Ten or yeah, SEC? That's or, you know what I mean. It makes the most sense. You wouldn't you wouldn't have this bias because even though we won, we can still point to like, hey, we kind of got fucked and we still won. Like there should be at least seven points off the board probably. And we still beat their asses by, like, three points in the end. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they were calling it both ways, though, kind of. Like, with the, you know, the spotting of the ball, I thought at the end they were doing yeah. some generous spots yeah. for both teams. So in the end, yeah. At least that yeah. was yeah. good. But. Yeah, I, I won't lie. Uh, when Florida came out and on the opening drive, they got four first downs on four plays. Utah Territory, the transfer from Louisiana Lafayette, who followed Billy Napier, Montreal Johnson, gets the ball, fumbles. Utah takes it back, and they score right away off of that. Right there and then, I was on full fucking panic mode. And it's all, you're like, oh, Dylan, it's only one drive. It's like, but, but we just turned over the ball on our one drive, and they scored off of that. They're the ranked 7th team. They're the Pac-12 champions. They they barely lost the Rose Bowl. They got the second longest tenured coach in college football under Kirk Ferentz and Kyle Willing- Winningham. How long has he been there? He's been there since like 2000. He took over when Urban Meyer left. Okay. So when Urban Meyer left for Florida, Winningham took over for Utah. So okay. 2005. And then it would be... The Northwestern coach, I would... I Pat would Fitzgerald, yeah. yeah. He would, he's been out a long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's crazy. So, I, didn't realize, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. I didn't think about that at all. Yep, so you have a head coach who's been around since the day and age. Kirk Ferentz is the only longest one to be there. And you end up being his team with your first year head coach. I, I feel like this... Maybe it's just week one overhype recording after the win, but the sky's the limit for the Florida Gators, I feel like, under Billy Napier. Dude, I just want to read Richardson's stats here for a second, especially his rushing stats, because this is crazy. Yeah, hit me with that. 11 carries for 104 yards and three touchdowns. Yep. Nine and a half yard average per carry. What was it? What was the passing like? I, I don't I, I can't really I don't think it was dynamic really, but seventeen of twenty four for one sixty nine. Not bad though. Yeah. Not bad. Seventy percent. So, so that's completion rate. Pretty good. So in a way to that's really good. That's not yeah. that's not Spencer Peters fifty seven percent career average. And that's kind of what I was expecting tonight. Like your year one, new offense, new head coach. Billy Napier's the play caller. He kind of probably, I don't want to say he kept it vanilla, but you kind of pick your play calls to what your offense is suited for yeah. there. Oh, no, they were not playing vanilla against Utah. No. And no. I'll tell you what, Hawkeye fans, the Hawkeyes were not playing vanilla today either. That was real life. That was the offense in a nutshell. I mean, yeah, you can say you don't want to show anything to Iowa State, kind of like, you know, we talked about this last year, but Iowa State, you know, they played you and I, and they played them close at the beginning. Yeah, they kept it, or Drake or whatever, too. They kept it close to the base. I feel like that to me. I mean, this was, you know, the same It is what it is. You know, Spencer's out there, and he's rifling balls. Laporter or nothing. Laporter or die, basically. Dude, and he's high, you know, he's high on his passes. 
and it's a hundred mile per hour fastball. Yeah. Like, what the hell is going on? And the hot, missing on high passes works if you're going against South Dakota State, but it doesn't work if no. you're going against a Big Ten team or or, right. or, like, or Iowa wow. State. Like, if you're going against people who recruit to almost your talent level, if you're miss, that's the one thing about a quarterback. They say you can't miss high. If you miss high, it's going to get picked in the end. And that's the thing about Petrus. He misses high every single fucking time. I listened to the radio on my work shift, and it was, he missed high. He missed high. Halfback screen, he threw it away. Like, he couldn't even complete a halfback screen. I'm, I'm very shocked he threw for 100 yards. I'm flabbergasted that he yeah. threw for over 100 t- today. I just I can't believe we're having the same conversation again. I feel like, we, I feel like we knew, though. Yeah, we did know. When it comes to Kirk, it's, hey, I got an extension. They're not going to fire me. I can ride with Petrus. No yeah, pressure. Dude, I feel bad. The crowd, you know, they booed. You know, oh, hard. And hard. I do have to remind myself that he is just a kid. But, you know, he's a senior now. Like, you know, I can understand in 2020. It's a COVID year. Yeah. And you're, you know, just getting thrown out there and... You know, hope for the best, and you go six and two behind a good defense, and then the next year after that have a pretty solid year, but kind of you get you get benched, you know, yeah. halfway through, and they brought what Padilla, 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 yeah, and he's probably the most popular guy on the team right now, the back- according to the fans. <laughs> yeah, when you talk to fan bases, the most popular quarterback when the team is struggling is the backup quarterback yeah. every time. But this is what I say to Iowa fans. I said this today when they were like, and I get it if you bench Padilla or Petrus, I mean, uh, if you bench him, how bad can Padilla, uh, Padilla, what is it? Padilla. Padilla. Yeah, Padilla. How bad can he be? Like, it can't be worse than Petrus, but like, Petrus won that battle. So obviously, if you're clamoring for the backup, how good is that backup if Petrus won? We saw Padilla last year. You know, obviously he was not good, but yeah. I think at this point it's just you know you just want to fret. Yeah, like okay, we'll we'll take it. That was kind of like I, I'll say this: that was Florida last year. Emory Will uh, Emory Jones was looking terrible. Uh, we decided to bench him, but we brought Anthony Richardson in for the Georgia game, and. As you all know, Georgia won the national championship last year. They had the greatest probably defense almost in the last 10 years plus. And you bring in Richardson and everyone goes, oh, he looks so terrible. He threw pick after pick. It's like he's going against NFL starters out there. That was a terrible move by Dan Mullen to throw Anthony Richardson to the Sharks for that game for his first ever start. It's different if you bench Petrus against South Dakota State. Yeah, week one for this like that wasn't gonna happen as much as no. everybody wanted it to happen it wasn't going to what what would you say is the, let's jump to next week as we all know the big rivalry game the pods trying to get brad banks fell through I'll, I'll say it right now we're probably not getting brad banks um seneca i'm still working on him hopefully we get seneca but as we all know next week is the big in-state rivalry what would you put the line for Iowa Iowa State? 
I think we touched on this already, but it's got to be, you know, the three and a half that you talked about. Like, that's it. I, I just wanted to make sure that was where you, you were know, at. Yeah. We were talking about stats, so I'm going to shout out uh, that kid for Iowa State, Deckers, the left-handed kid. Yep. Because today... Iowa raised. I'm looking at it now. He's 25-31 for 293, four touchdowns, one INT. First career start. Yeah. And Against... Le- I, I, I hate to cut you off, but remind you guys... This is against a school who plays against South Dakota State, so they're in the same they're in the same level as South Dakota State. And Iowa State's quarterback put up four touchdowns on these guys. Yeah, he did really well. I don't know how he will do against the Iowa defense. No, that is something because that's yeah. your strong suit. So obviously, I mean, when you're going against Iowa, what? It's been so many years since they've lit up, what, over 30 points or something like that? So Some crazy, crazy stat yeah, like that. You know so, that so when you're going against Iowa, yeah, Iowa State, you put up a lot of numbers against a shitty school today. But you're not going to have that success next week. Campbell has yet to beat Iowa. Nope, he's not. As bad as Iowa's offense has been, Iowa State has found ways when you think they're going to win to lose that game. Credit the botch punt, what, two, three years ago? I was blacked out in Q's garage when that was happening, but. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) And last year, when you think about it, last year, everyone said this is Iowa State's year. If Iowa State doesn't win this year, I don't know when they'll win. And obviously, we all know that didn't happen. So, does I. I want to ask prematurely, does Iowa State beat Iowa this year? Does the five-year win streak come to an end? I can't backtrack because I came on this pod for the first week and I said, you know, I don't think Iowa State's going to come into Kinnick and pull it off. Yeah. I'm going to stick by that. Okay. I do think it's close, though. I, mean, I think I said that on the first one. It's going to be a close game. I mean, that's just the way it goes. If you're... Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, right now, pig's gonna pig's gonna go drain the hose. Sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, you know, we weren't prepared for this, uh, so I'm just gonna spit off to you. Uh, my my reaction to this is, I would take Iowa uh, next week against Iowa State. I I don't know how clean the game will be. Um. I trust Iowa's defense over everything, so I know Iowa fans are pissed off. I, I'm in a group chat with Iowa fans, and one Iowa fan even said they would put the spread at Iowa State minus 14. I, I was flabbergasted by this. I asked if I could get that line. I would take Iowa plus 14 any day. Uh, I don't think that's realistic. The books will probably come out around Iowa minus 3.5 like we've been saying. But it's it's interesting enough to think that Iowa fans you gotta think about this, Iowa fans. Last year was supposed to be the year you lose the game. Now this year, all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're not gonna win. Our offense is the same, but Iowa State lost so much firepower on their offense. So it will be interesting to see. Um, going into next week, Florida, I believe, has Kentucky. Kentucky has beat us two out of the last three years. 
I don't expect that to happen this year. Sorry. Um, Kentucky has beat Iowa recently as well. They don't have... I can't think of his name. Who's the wide receiver? He's the Hawkeye killer. He's oh, not there anymore. He left for the draft after know, last I, year. But he was the one that set up the game-winning drive last year when we were watching that game. I can't think of his name, but... And that sounds really bad for me coming on this podcast, but I'll say this time and time again. Outside of the Big Ten, I really do a very bad job of paying attention. So, no, that's fair because I, I got the heartbeat of a little bit of the outside. We can actually good segue. Let's bounce to the outside of the league. Um, Georgia smashed, smashed Oregon, smashed. I was a big component of Oregon plus seventeen. Egg on my face. Definitely egg on my face. Um, 49-3, I think, was the final. Georgia, I think, scored on almost every single fucking drive they had the ball. Uh, I thought Oregon would be able to keep it kind of close just due to the fact that their head coach was Georgia's defensive coordinator last year. That's not the case. Um, They're looking like a pretty... Elite team right there. I mean, Georgia's ranked third, I think, right now, and they beat a number 11 Oregon team by 46 points tonight. Do you think they jump up and they jump Ohio State? Or, well, probably not. Ohio State won by what, 11? Over tonight? the number five team. So, so I, I don't think they jump. I probably stay the same. One, Stays two, the three, same. One, two, and three. Because Bama won 55-0. Yeah, they handled Utah State. Yeah. And I still good. like Bama over Georgia just because it's a pissed off Nick Saban. Yep. You Revenge. never bet it. Yeah, you never bet against a pissed off Nick Saban. I like that. I agree with that. Um, but shout out to Georgia. Credit where's due. Uh, I hope we fucking catch you in Jacksonville and upset the fuck out of you. But, um. <laughs> Moving on to that, Ohio State, Notre Dame, not as electric as I thought it would be tonight. I thought Ohio State would be able to have their will in the passing game. Yeah. I thought it would be whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted in the passing game. Didn't turn out to be the case. I think they were down at half, or it was a very close game at halftime. They ended up pulling it out, winning by like 11. But I, I just didn't see that. When I thought about Notre Dame, I was like, eh, defense is going to be all right. Offense isn't going to really be able to move the ball. Ohio State has C.J. Stroud and all of those dynamic wide receivers. They should win by 20-plus. Wasn't the case. But they still got the win. They're still the top dog in the Big Ten, I feel like. They're still my pick for the national champions, too. I think. Ooh, you... I did, oh, I did yeah. say that I'll stick by that even through this game slow start. You're playing a top five team. I mean, that's big. That's a, that's a big win. To win by yeah. two positions plus against a top five yeah. team, yeah. Yeah, that, that's big. That That's Either great way. momentum. Um, I'm trying to think of any other top. Oh, Arkansas took care of Cincinnati. Oh. I had Arkansas minus six and a half. I I'm sorry. Cincy. I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. We didn't get the episode out before this week. That probably would, probably would have been my lock of the week was Arkansas minus the six and a half. I wish you would have shared that with me. I, I Yeah, I'm going to start That's doing that. I'm going to start bouncing that off to you, and I'm going to let you play that in your own corner how you see fit. I just, when it came to Arkansas, they returned a lot of their offensive firepower. They didn't have Burks, obviously, who was a first-round draft pick. But going against Cincy, 
it was just SEC ball versus a- AAC ball, and we saw how that played out against Alabama. And I just was like, yeah, there's no way that this is going to be even within okay. a touchdown. So let's, yeah. So what do you think about the 12 team format then? That's, that's, I'm yeah, glad you're bringing that up. Into that yeah. I think that, that, that is the biggest news of the week, probably, is that in 2026, a 12 team playoff will be coming. Uh, the top four seeds will get a bye. Which I kind of like. I like that format. The top seeds from 5 to 12 will host a home playoff game. So that means Iowa could be ranked number 5 in the polls and hold a playoff game in Kinnick Stadium, which is actually, I enjoy the fuck out of yeah, that. Yeah, that would be crazy as much as I Yeah. Do. I don't know about top 5, but, but top know. 12, yeah. well, I think we can, we can lock that up. Um, I like it. I, I didn't see it going to 12. I thought maybe eight, maybe six, even six having the top two seeds having a bye and then having the four other teams play it out and then moving on from there, however you logistically made it. Probably eight seeds made the most sense. Um, 12, I don't know. I felt like 12 was too much. I like it. I mean, I'm surprised that we went straight from four to 12. Mm-hmm. That's, I think... But I mean, 12, 12 teams out of how a hundred? Well, yeah. Whatever. When you do the math, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I thought it would go four to eight, probably, well, and then twelve within like ten years. Look at look at the NFL now. That's fourteen out of thirty-two that make. The yeah. Play. That's almost half the yeah. league that makes the playoffs. Yeah. You're talking. You're approaching NBA range at that point. You know. When I look when I look at it, will we probably see a lot of upsets anyways. Probably not. No. You got 5 versus 12. I'm guessing 5 is going to beat 12. Especially in college football that just, you know, there's... You You got the talent discrepancy. Like, yeah, you got... When we look at it, I mean, obviously, if you're looking at this, Georgia and Alabama probably have a bye. But you got schools like Alabama and Georgia who sign nothing but, like, 5 and 4 stars against, like, let's say Iowa squeaks in. They maybe have one to two five stars on their roster, yeah. and then a bunch of three developed stars yeah. on their roster. Like in the end, it will probably all take care of itself, like how we think it will. But I'm here for more football in the end. Like I think the viewer wins the most oh, out of yeah, this. Oh yeah, this is good for it. It's all made for television now. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. So I'm here for it. I'm glad to see it. It's long overdue. I think four was too short. I thought it would be eight, but 12 I'm here for. I like, I kind of like the format, having the first four seats, having a bye, and then giving home playoff games, and then it goes to bowl games. Um, I'm trying to think for next week. Is there anything big coming up next week? Big matchups. NFL week one, if you want to tra- transition to that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bills play the Rams on Thursday night. Do you know the spread for that at all? Oh, I can, I can look. I can't remember. Exactly. Speaking off the top of my head, I kind of like the Bills in that game. I know you're a Bill. I, I mean, a Bills big hater, yeah, but yeah. I also like the Bills. And if I'm going to frequent this pod, you guys are going to hear that I. Don't like just any New York team in general. <laughs> any team from New York State, whether it be the Bills, the Yankees, the Mets, you know. Fuck the Yankees, fan, so. fuck the Yankees. Can't yep. stand the Mets. So. We're all about Boston. 
So I do I do root for Boston sports teams just because of the Pats. Like that's kind of who I default to if my teams are. He's a Braves fan, but secretly he just admitted to liking the Red Sox. But who have been struggling deep? You, the Braves actually started off in Boston. Oh yeah, they yeah. were the fact Boston checkers. I know the fact checkers. I I've, I've listened to the pod. I know you guys are out there, so you can Mason and Matt. That is a call out to you. Yep, <laughs> I believe the Braves originated from Boston. Yeah, the Boston I'm Braves. Almost a hundred percent certain. They oh. did. They won the World Series in uh, nineteen like fourteen. So nobody, you know, was alive. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't matter at all. Um, NFL wise, Green Bay Week One. I don't even know who we play. Fuck, this is bad podcasting by me on this. Um, week One. Who do the Pats have? The the Dolphins. Of course. In Miami? It's week one. Yes, in Miami. Week one, three-point spread. Back to the Bills game, it is two and a half right now, courtesy of Caesar Sports. Yeah, give me the Bills plus the two and a half, I'm guessing. Um, To cover two and a half. Oh, they're minus two and a half. Yeah, give me the Bills to cover that. I like that side, too. I think that's that's ultimately what I'll probably do. Probably lock that in here once we get done. The Pats are in Miami, you said? In Miami, Mac has not looked good. Give the me the offense has not looked good. Give me the Dolphins. I know. When the Pats go to Miami, shit just gets way too weird. Uh, it's like Utah coming to the swamp, the humidity type shit gets to us. I guess, man. I I don't know what I'm gonna do if my Oh and one and my pats are both terrible. Um, so that's tough. I need to look real quick. I need to see who Green Bay even plays week one. I'm a uh, terrible the, uh, fan for not knowing this. The Minnesota Vikings. Oh my god! At, at Minnesota. Yeah. Um. So Green Bay at Minnesota. In the past, I've been very deliberate on this. Uh, we'll lose that game. Oh, we're at minus Minnesota, one and a half. Out the gate. Um. New offense for Minnesota looks good. Yeah. It's not necessarily what Minnesota is. It's just when Green Bay goes to Minnesota. It's kind of like New England going to Miami. Yeah, they're going to. They're going to lose kind of. Like, like you know what I mean? Like You're like, oh, we'll lose in Miami, but we'll beat them in New England type shit. Yeah. This is how I feel. We'll lose in Minnesota. We'll beat them in Green Bay. We'll beat the Bears twice this year, and we'll beat the Lions twice this year, and we'll take care of the division that way. Um, so, yeah, week one going to Minnesota, that's tough. Yeah, give me the Vikings probably. Vikings money line. I hate to say it. I hate to say it against the Green Bay, but when we go to Minnesota, it's just weird. Um Shit, I don't know. Is there anything else to cover? You've got Russ in the revenge Ooh. game that I think everybody's probably Is that week one? Yes. The Seahawks? Yes. What's the spread? Six points. Yeah, give me the Broncos minus the six. I like that. Russ is probably going to yep. cook. Yep. Let Russ cook. My- the Chargers and the Raiders in LA. What's the line on that? Uh, the Raiders are getting three. The West this year is going to be fun to watch. There are four teams that are going to be fun to watch. The AFC, 
Credit to Q, he tried coming on here last year and saying they were the hardest division, and it was wrong. It was the NFC West yes. then. But the AFC West is probably the hardest division this, this year. year. agree. Definitely agree with that, because I if you... Who are you picking to win? Who's going to be out? Because, I mean, the most that can make the playoffs is three from a division, yeah. right? I don't... Unless, yeah, I think... Unless yeah. some weird shit shakes up. Yeah. Like, let's say the Raiders and win every game but lose their division games type shit. Right now, I think the Raiders are the ones on the outside looking in. Yeah. To the odds makers. Yeah. I would, I would give the boost to KC, Denver, and the Chargers over the Which, Raiders. Okay. Which is probably not fair, but I, w- I would say that. It's fair. I, in my own head, that's fair. I think KC has to take a step back this year, though, right? Or not. I mean, Mahomes has looked good during the preseason, but... Mahomes without Tyreek Hill will be interesting as hell. That will that will be something to look for. All right, uh, yeah, Mahomes without Hill will be interesting. I. Sp- I kind of like the Broncos to win that division. I do too. Um, sneaky? Not even sneaky. I just, I mean, look at what we've seen in the past two seasons. Brady, first year in Tampa, wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. Stafford, first year in LA, wins, wins the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Granted, the Super Bowl is not in Denver this year. Like, those two had the luxury of playing yeah. in their own stadium. But, you know, Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. Hasn't won an MVP yet. Yes. Only received, what, one vote or whatever? I don't even think he got the vote. Have you heard the Collinsworth story? Uh-uh. So Chris I thought Collins would have been the one vote, but... He didn't get the vote in? Yeah, it was something... That's crazy. crazy to think that Wilson has yet to win one of those. I know. And he's been so... He's good. won a Super Bowl. He's And should have won two Super Bowls. As a Pats fan, he should yeah. have won two. You hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. Every yeah. Nine out of... Or ten out of ten times you hand that ball off on yeah. second and goal. I don't know if I like the Broncos to win the Super Bowl necessarily, but... AFC West champs? AFC West champs. Very attainable. So, we haven't gave a NFL recap. So, since we said AFC West champs, that makes me want to ask, who do you predict winning their divisions? Um, well, I'll start in the East because that's the division that my Pats are in. And unfortunately, the answer is Buffalo. They are going to yep. roll this year. There's no questions about it. I think if you can lock Josh Allen in as MVP for what it, I think he's going for, what was it six to one, something like yeah. that? Yeah, I haven't looked, but I should probably lock something on him just to just to do it. Yeah, because it I, as much as I hate him, I respect him. I know he's good, but. I just love the Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that being said, moving on to the North, the Bengals probably run it back. Yep. The, I agree. The Steelers, I don't know what's going to go on with Trubisky and Pickett. Don't like it. If you got two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback, so. Yep. And then Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. I just don't know. Are we getting the like MVP Lamar like that season? <laughs> Are we getting last year? What are the injuries going to be like for 
the Ravens is another key factor. Something with their injuries between corners and running backs yeah. is always a sketchy thing. And with Lamar, too, because he likes to take hits. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? You know, you can't do that. AFC South. Oh, boy. This one's Titans. Tough. This is more tough than you might think, but the Titans. Or Titan, it has to be what? Titans or Colts? Because I can't. Yeah. You really don't think the Jags or Texans are going to be worth the shit. A couple years off. The Texans are probably going to be the worst. Years one of the off. Worst teams yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. So I'll take the Titans just because I do like yeah. Mike Rabel as a coach. I think they're well coached, even with Matt Ryan going to the Colts and having JT and all that, and a good defense. But I'll I'll take the Titans there. NFC West, we're probably both going Rams. I've agreed with every of your picks so far. Yeah. NFC West, I would go Rams. I like the Niners in the West. Ooh. Yeah, even with Trey the, Lance even era. With Lance, yeah. Okay. I do like the Niners. NFC East, I would go Eagles. This is such I, a I would go. This yeah, is the worst this is yeah. to predict any year in and out. I'd go Eagles. Yes, the Eagles did get better, I do believe. I'd, yeah. I, I Eagles are Cowboys, I guess. I can't pick the Cowboys, but yeah. I can't pick the Giants. I can't pick the Commanders. I'll take the Eagles by default. Yeah, yeah. Um, NFC South. Or no, that. Yeah, yeah NFC South. South. Uh, give me, give me uh, Brady and the Bucks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I feel like that's an this easy pick. This season to me just has that I know I know we've been hearing it for so long, but it just has that feel of oh, off season drama with Brady and oh, Giselle, whatever's oh. going on there. And fun fact for you, Brady likes to win the Super Bowl in odd number of years. So here we go. Not the season, well, you know what I mean. That coming so, up when he plays the Super Bowl will be in twenty twenty three. So it'll be odd. It will be odd. So looking back on that, because he won the Super Bowl in 15, 17, 19, 21. So mark it down. 23 is Brady's year. Yeah. Um, so let's see. We got that's it for the divisions there. NFC North, Green Bay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Your division. Yeah. Don't, don't disrespect. Green God. Bay. Don't hate me, but I... And I You're gonna say Vikings, gonna aren't you? You're gonna say Vikings. I'm a notorious Vikings hater. He's gonna say Vikings. Yeah, and sorry to my family who are mostly Lions fans. That's a rough life. Yeah, but the roughest. I think the Vikings do win the mm. I really do. They they have that new offense. The coordinator from LA comes over. Justin Jefferson's gonna go nuclear. This yeah, season, right. Like he's yeah. gonna be Cooper Cup, like from last season. I'll speak my homerism. Green Bay still has the two-time MVP champ at this point. Um, our defense got better with better. our picks. We, did. Uh, we were missing Jair Alexander last year in the playoffs, and most of the season he will be back. Bakatari, Bakatari will be back. And that, but uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, pick has the Vikings winning in the North. I have Green Bay winning in the North. Um, super early Super Bowl prediction. God. Before we get them out, 
I, I just said I'm going to take the box, so give me the box to win the Super Bowl. And any of you casuals will say the Bills, right? You're all over the Bills. It's the Bills year. And the I would love to see Brady stick it to the Bills one more time. Don't don't is get that, me wrong. Is that the move? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to eat some chalk here because I think that's probably the two two favorites as of right now. So I don't really like saying that. That just seems like the easy easy the way answer. Out. Uh, I'm going to go Green Bay versus the Bills. Green Bay wins the Super Bowl this year. Wow, that's bold. Yep. Who Homer pick. Rogers gonna throw to. Liz- yeah. Lazard. Hey, Lazard. Lazard. Have, Lazard's know, a good hey, receiver. He did have a good, good end of the year last year. Lazard and Tanyan, and get me Green Bay's defense being bolstered up this year. They are good. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of another AFC team quick before I just eat the chalk and the Bills like I just did, but I don't know, man. It's hard to say the Chiefs now. As weird as that the, sounds. The Bengals obviously are still... They've got something going I, there. The Bengals... Is, you know... The Bengals are, won me every... Yeah. My locus of the week from the playoff starting to the Super Bowl. I took the Bengals every fucking week and they covered every fucking week. So, yeah, I like the Bengals. Yeah, I'd say if I had to differentiate from that shock, it'd be... It'd be sent Um... So yeah, this was the emergency pod. Um, R.I.P. to all you Iowa fans this year. Going to be a long year, it seems like, with that offense. Shout out to me and maybe one other Florida listener on this pod, but we fucking did it. Number seven, Utah came to the swamp, got that ass handed to him. Billy Napier, game one, year one, showed up. Showed why only gators get out alive when it comes to the swamp. So, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Until next week, I think me and Pig are out of this bitch. Uh, Until then, peace.